Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, June 15, and I'm not wearing a pink shirt today, but I am wearing something that was given to me as a gift that has great sentimental value. I've never worn a sports jersey on Direct Line, but this is a Lincoln Christian University basketball jersey with the number that I wore when I was on the team. I would say when I played basketball, (laughs) but I was one of those guys that was on the team, uh, number 22, and so... What, what do you think, Stephanie? How old is that shirt? Do I think? don't know how old this is. The last time I donned a college basketball jersey was 34 years ago. Wow. Long, long yeah. time ago. So, well, so as I was driving down the street up to the radio station, I saw you get out of your car. And, I mean, y- you rhyme, it reminded me a little bit of Michael Jordan. Well, thank you. <laughs> I saying that because you're, you're a, yeah. a white man. I yes. mean, you don't look like Michael Jordan. but Gravity the, challenged? The at, the. At, It's very Bulls esque, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Just a reminder that Michael Jordan is the greatest (laughs) basketball player of all time. That's another story for another time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but hey, I am so excited. We've had this day scheduled for a month. Chris Lawler and Miles Clark are back with us. This is probably your tenth or eleventh time being in studio with us. Yeah. So do, what, and they, do they always count as a pair? Well, not always, no. but well, most, most of the time. time. One time we couldn't get Chris, so we had Terry Goodwin jump in. Okay, gotcha. And it was Miles and Terry. I'm still but, struggling with that. I felt a little bit tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just clear your schedule. Be Thursday better, mornings. Be right? Right. But um, no, I'm really glad you guys are here. I want to just start. What's happening at Crossroads? What's happening mm-hmm. at Catlin? You know, we're in the middle of uh, June, almost officially summer, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's really summer. It's going to be 90 sure. degrees today, yeah. so... Miles, what's happening at Crossroads? Well, uh, actually, we're just coming off of uh, Serve Together mm-hmm. uh, last week. We hosted yeah. um, uh, the worship. and uh, I heard it was so a great had, night. Oh, man, it was a wonderful night. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brock and Amy uh, Thornsboro were back, and then Lucas Smith yeah. shared a message. But it, it was great, and just that whole, you know, organization. And so, um, but yeah, we've got a summertime series going on right now called surviving the wilderness and so we're using um kind of uh you know looking at the model of the israelites and Mm. going through the the desert yeah so that's awesome how we're navigating Mm. some absolutely wilderness wandering difficult times happened in that day and they're Mm. happening today right chris what's happening in catlin yeah, things are good. We just came off vacation Bible school, and uh, I helped with that, and I was reminded why I'm not a youth minister anymore. Well, but um, i got to yeah. tell you, I saw a picture on Facebook. You had a lightsaber. I did have a lightsaber. I thought yeah. that's pretty cool. That was awesome. The kids love that. Now, is yeah. there a spiritual tie-in well, to lightsabers? Or? Does there need to be? I, well, no, I don't no, know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. We were talking about the armor of God, so I was oh, teaching on yeah. the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. It's Who powerful. knew the sword of the Spirit was a lightsaber? I love well, that. You know, in the in the original Greek. No, I don't think it's a... However, and the two are not related, but we are continuing to look for a children's minister and that was one of yeah. the things that we found in the process man that having having that person at mm-hmm. the uh, helm you yeah. know would have been great but uh, it was yeah. a team effort we we pulled it off it was good and we're in a series um jesus's i am statements oh they're um, so good man yeah. and so that's been challenging and good and so 
yeah, I think I think it's been a really solid season. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you guys with us. We're going to talk during segment three about a project that we're working on, the three of us and uh, Tracy Thomas mm-hmm. and Paul Stam, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to expand it. We did a group sermon series last fall. Yep. We're bringing it back this fall. We'll get to that. But I want to start with something that happened on Tuesday. I lead mm-hmm. a weekly Bible study, and um, just crazy the, the number of people that, mm-hmm. that are going to that study. I mean, mm-hmm. we had 67 come at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, just wild. But we're going through the book of Colossians, and in the book of Colossians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul, talking to these first century Christians, talks about what they need to put to death. Mm. And some of the things that he says you need to put to death are sexual immorality and lust and evil desires and impure thoughts, and that was a week ago, and I had two uh, ladies come up that are grandmas, and they said, you know, I don't disagree with anything you said, that biblically, yes, how do we live that out? Mm. Because, you know, we have situations where we have family that are basically saying, you don't accept me exactly how I am Mm -hmm. and change what you believe in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm done with you. Um, And so they said it would help us if you could give us some practical tips on where we go. So I put a a handout together. I sent it to you guys. and, um, and, And here is what I would say is my understanding of the conflict that's unfolding. And so I would say, as I study the Bible, I think God has a pretty clear plan for human sexuality, Mm -hmm. as I understand it. And if you guys disagree with me, I want you to jump in. But I think the plan is that sex is to be practiced and enjoyed by one man and one woman in the confines of marriage solely. Uh, Anything outside that would qualify biblically as sexual immorality in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. Not unforgivable, not unpardonable, but I think when Paul talks about sexual immorality, that's what he would talk about. Agree, Mm -hmm. disagree, would you say, Chris, any any dissent? I, I couldn't. I couldn't disagree. No, okay. I just, okay. I'm just okay. teasing. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. with you. I think okay. that's accurate. Yeah. So, so here's the conflict. Well, let's talk about culture today. What's culture say about human sexuality? Anything. Goes. Anything. Anything goes yeah. when it comes to sex and sexuality. Yeah. And really, the only consideration um, I would say culture would say is what's your personal happiness and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, in addition, if you communicate anything other than that, um, you're a hater. You know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're even worthy of cancellation. Mm-hmm. And I, I had somebody say, is that really that extreme? Well, I'll give you the case of the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't mm-hmm. know if you followed this or not, but mm-hmm. Anthony Bass mm-hmm. was one of their pitchers. Not, not a great pitcher, but one of 11 pitchers, you know, making a million dollars plus a year. He liked a post that affirmed biblical sexuality. Mm-hmm. He didn't make the post. Mm-hmm. He liked the post. Mm-hmm. And just the onslaught. And, you know, Canada, Canada's a wild place, but the onslaught was so intense that he apologizes. And he says, I know I've offended people by liking the social Mm -hmm. media post. I'm going to try to get educated. I'm going to try to learn. I'm going to try to be better. And they cut him last week. They eliminated him. And I I would about bet my house, no one's picking him up. You know, by liking a post, he is out. And so here's the question. What do we do? What do I say to Grandma Mary? What do I say to, you know, Father Joe, whatever it may be, when they find themselves in conflict with people that they love, but they're also people, stuff last week, it was all about a biblical worldview. It was all about, do we embrace a biblical worldview? How, how do we manage that conflict between biblical worldview and what culture is teaching? And that's for any of you all. Wow. Um, it's intense. Yeah, it, it is, because, and you uh, quote... Uh, some things from Ryan Burge. Yeah, uh, I brought his book with me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he is a. 
Where is he at? He's a professor at Eastern Illinois University. Okay, I thought it was Eastern. But I mean, he's also an ordained said. minister, and I think he ministers, I think, in Mount Vernon, yeah. somewhere in southern okay. Illinois. But um, he's I, a fascinating guy. He, he really he, is. He is. He, he had some really, really – I mean, first of all, um, I'm using this phrase this yeah. week, but – you know, we are, it is that proverbial rock in a hard place yeah. that we yeah. find ourselves. Yeah. And yet, um, you know, one of the things is that I kind of, well, I didn't kind of take exception to was um, what he says about um, that we need to put aside ancient traditional right. teaching right. Right. on this. Right. And and I could, I could shorten his book just yeah. a little bit and just say, he's saying, that we need to to consider setting aside the truth. Right. Do, but, do this, Stephanie. Will you read that quote? I have that quote on the handout, and it's, right. I think, three paragraphs that I have right there. Read that for us, will you? This is from his book. Oh, this is from an article that he wrote, Beliefs Are Changing in American Culture. The general public has become less likely to say that extramarital sex is always wrong, less willing to make porn illegal, more likely to support legalizing marijuana, more likely to favor abortion for any reason, and more supportive of same-sex marriage. This puts religious leaders who contend for ancient traditional teachings on issues of moral theology in a serious bind. They can keep pounding the pulpit on these issues in the hopes of trying to change hearts and minds while risking the alienation of many younger believers, or they can be silent on these issues and let the culture dictate people's views. It is also crucial to keep an eye on which religious groups are growing and which are in sharp decline. And and I want to uh, correct something yeah. because he is not actually stating right. no. that that's right. his position. He's not, but the way he describes it. That, right. There, that's what you know? I had the, the, yeah. the right. issue with. Right. But right. he's he's correct. I mean, that's that's It's where that conundrum. Yeah. It's the we, darned if you do, darned exactly. if you don't potentially. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, just, I mean, being fair to him, because yeah. he, he correctly states that we are in a difficult position. Yeah. And we have to make this choice. Right. And yet... I believe there's a balance in that choice. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I guess the advice I would give to a grandma, grandpa, or a mom and dad is that you continue to to hold the word of God as the truth. Right. But that that doesn't mean that we that we treat um, a grandchild or uh, a niece or a nephew or whoever it might be, um, a family member, we don't treat them right. in in a different way. We're gonna, I mean, we're gonna love them, Absolutely. and we're gonna, we're even gonna support them right. to the best of our ability. Right. Um, but continue to just talk. I mean, yeah. Have honest conversations. Uh, be transparent with yeah, with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About. Maybe you're, yeah. maybe a tough conversation, but your own, I mean, your own sexuality. Your Absolutely. Own mm-hmm. yeah. You know, one of the things I love, you shared with our Celebrate Recovery group. You were mm-hmm. very transparent. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave freedom to other people to say, if My- if Miles can share, then mm-hmm. we don't have to keep secrets anymore. Right. We don't, and, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. a lot of times the people we least want to talk to are our children and our grandchildren and the people that would probably benefit the most mm-hmm. from it, potentially. Yeah. Chris, yeah. what do you think as you read through that? Yeah, I, I think parts, at least in part, I think one of the, the, the phrases that comes to my mind is buckle up. And, and what I mean by that is a little mm-hmm. bit what you were just talking about is we have to brace for the fact that, that if we are going to be um, Jesus followers, people of the word, people of the book, our views can't change um, because God's word doesn't change. 
But the idea of, of silent, uh, being silent really isn't much of an option anymore. And I think there's, there's um, folly in, in being quiet as well. But rather to recognize the conversation has to be had. Yeah. So first, do we know what we believe and why? Right. Can, can we understand and articulate it? But then also recognize we have to have those conversations um, with gentleness, especially in face-to-face conversations. Is yeah. How do we do that in a, in a kind, gracious, question-asking way? Right. Um, but also to be willing to, to proclaim, you know, as preachers and, and people who are, are given that pulpit and that, that uh, opportunity, we have to be willing to say, here is unapologetically what God says— but also for our culture, especially young people, they need to know the why. You know, they talk often, yeah. oftentimes, well, man, is God good and what he designs? Is it good? Can we walk that out and see why he right. says what he says? Or right. is he just this this tyrant from heaven? Right. And I believe there are good biblical, but also practical reasons why his way is yeah. the best way. And we have to be willing to have those conversations in grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steph, what do you think as you read through this? Any Any thoughts? Well, you you gave three options that we have. Mm. We either affirm unbiblical choices and behaviors, and then in the process change our own worldview. The mm. second option is to just reject all every unbiblical choice and behavior, and then and reject the person, reject the person, and then you lose that relationship mm-hmm. and connection. Right. And then thir- the third you suggest is to live in the tension mm-hmm. and refuse to change your your worldview. And refuse to lose the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I feel like I've lived this out with with a child who's deal, you know, dealt with addiction. So okay, that's a that's a separate, you know, it's not a sexual sin, it's but not, it's an but it's, it's yeah. an addiction. I wouldn't say it's totally separate. Yeah. yeah. And I have found recently that the more I learn about it, mm. yeah, the more I ha- am more understanding. Yeah. And as as she grows more as an adult, that yeah. relationship changes. Yeah. And yeah. and God is changing her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not changing her. Mm. Right. But God's right. changing her. And right. so I think for parents and grandparents, learn learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. Read about if, if it's yeah. say say it's transgender. Learn yeah. about it. Yeah. Right. Ask them questions about it. Right. You still can say I don't. I think this is what the Bible says. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes you don't even have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. just there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think that that means you're condoning behaviors right. of any kind. I mean, right. I certainly am not supporting supporting al- alcoholism. Right. That's right. I mean, that's what right. she struggle with. Right. But I'm learning about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. I think, and we have much more open conversations now that I'm a bit more open mm. to. What are you dealing with? Yes. Yeah. What What I, are you dealing with? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you to to that point. Um, over the last, I mean, several last several years, there there's been a there's been a change in me. Yeah. Um, because of that very fact, mm-hmm. instead of just looking at something and thinking to yourself, I mean, what a a a gross behavior. What a what a a terrible, you know, thought or philosophy, right? Um, to to actually educate myself a, a little, and and it's just amazing. It's 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 kind of like the idea of when you're praying and you're praying for a person, and sometimes you enter in praying for that person to change that person, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And what ends up happening is you're the one who is yeah. is changed. And I don't mean moved away from truth, right? But certainly moved away from some of our um, 
a little more harsh approaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, let's do this. Let's go to break. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation. I gave some suggestions, including referencing a 1970s <laughs> and 80s television show. That's still near and dear to my heart. You're listening uh-huh. to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 15. Greg and Steph with our friends Miles Clark and Chris Lawler. And we'll be right back after this. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 217- 477-0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion plus regular alignments just make you feel better come get acquainted today Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, June 15. Greg and Steph, uh, we're with you every week. And this week, our friends Chris Lawler from Catlin Church of Christ and Miles Clark from Crossroads Christian Church are with us. Now, we referenced Ryan Burge, the mm-hmm. professor at Eastern Illinois University, and he's also an ordained minister. Uh, he's written a book. He's re- written a couple books. But the book that I have, 20 Myths About Religion and Politics in America. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent read. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. And Steph, I'd love to get him on air mm-hmm. At some point. Mm -hmm. Now, one Mm -hmm. of the things talking through this, you got the three options affirm and change your belief system mm-hmm. or just cut off relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't believe what I believe. You know, we can't have a relationship. I don't think either of those mm-hmm. are the right answer, but I do think the right answer is choose unconditional love, but also, you know, not compromise what you believe right. and, and try to lean in, try to right. live in the tension. And, you know, what's that look like? How's that play out? Well, I, I list some suggestions. And one of the suggestions is consider the Columbo approach. <laughs> you remember that? I've never seen the show. You've yeah. never seen Columbo? Is. What's no. wrong with oh, you? I don't know. Wow. You Feel can judged? catch it every Saturday night. So judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. On Cozy. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm being judgmental, aren't I? Yeah, I need to back off. You ought to try to watch Columbo okay. at some point. Yeah. Just one Peter more. Falk? One more question. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Never heard of him. But he was always asking questions. Okay. And he always got his guy or gal, you know, the person yep. that committed the, yeah. the murder. But it was always one more question. Mm-hmm. And usually what ended up happening was as he asked questions, people ended up really... I'm going to use the term exposing themselves, yeah. you know, yeah. and I just think that's the Jesus model. You, you read through the gospels. Mm-hmm. Jesus is always asking questions. A lot mm-hmm. of times people are condemning him. He's asking mm-hmm. a question. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they ask him a question. Jesus responds with a question. Mm-hmm. And so yep. can that work in 2023? It, it might be one of the few things that does work um, in part because people like talking about themselves. So a question <laughs> gives people opportunity to do that, but also question asking questions is a, is a respectful thing to do, especially if you're doing it with the right heart and motive is you ask someone, and, and I've had to live this in my own life in, yeah. in, in various ways and capacities is, is, and again, with the Columbo, he has several kinds of tactics, but the idea is to understand better yeah. what they believe and whether mm-hmm. they believe it, but, but also to say, well, how, tell me, tell me about your struggle. Tell me about why you believe this. Tell me mm-hmm. how you came to this conclusion. And as you draw them in, you actually get to know them as a person, why they feel the way they do, where they landed it. And in the break, we we're talking, uh, or I just mentioned, there's a, a really good book um, that I'm not suggesting you give to another person. I'm suggesting that you read it um, is Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie Hill Perry. And really, she shares her story of, of a struggle through homosexual lifestyle, yeah. running from God, finding God, being struggling with Christians and with churches and and all of the things that go into that. Um, and I think it's really important to read to say, on the outside, it would just be easy for someone in, in the church, for example, to look at her and say, um, you're gay, I'm writing you off, and then you know, pray the gay away, or right. you know, all those things. But as, um, but that's not how, how it worked for her. There was someone in her life who engaged her in a very different way. Right. And mm-hmm. that was the genesis. That was what started her on that process. And there were questions, there were yeah. relationship that brought her to Christ. And in Christ, she began to deal with sexuality and sexual issues and struggles. But it wasn't, hey, they didn't change my behavior. Yeah. They had a conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, man, you, you said something right there at the end that is so crucial. Um, the church, as a church, or even as an individual, as a grandma, grandpa, mom, or dad, um, we do not change the person, the right. child. Right. Uh, there's only one who's capable of doing that, and our goal is to lead them to Him. Right, right. And so that must mean that we show. I mean, asking those questions, and Chris has already said that. I'm just reiterating, I guess. But um, uh, asking those questions demonstrate to them that we want to mm-hmm. know. Yeah, we want to have a relationship. We want to understand. Yeah. And in in return, we're able to share what, yeah. what what we know, and what we hold to. Yeah. And 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 then in the end, I mean, it, it is their their choice. Yeah. It is their decision. Yeah. And we continue yeah. to continue to love. So. You know, stuff. Something I've heard you say a lot at Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday nights is that we're not the ones that do the changing. You know, and yet that that's a real struggle for a lot of people is we want to fix people. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to fix people. I yeah. want to fix people. Yeah. And yet it's that idea that ultimate change isn't coming through Stephanie or through mm-hmm. Greg or through Miles or mm-hmm. through Chris. I think mm-hmm. we've probably shot ourselves in the foot because for a while, I think we think 
well, I can change this person. Right. I, right. And and I can I can give them enough right Bible verses and and I yeah. think that that may be what turns people off. Yeah. Even our own children or grandchildren or other people in our lives. And I and I think Christians are guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. It took me ten years to get to a point where I'm saying, okay, I'm not going to respond the way I yeah. typically respond. Well, right. what damage has been done in those ten years right. when I was trying to, yeah. you know? And then I and then I'm thinking about you know how you said at, at Oasis your Bible study there. The other side of it is that the other person may say, I don't want to be in a relationship with you because right. of your beliefs. So then what do you do? Yeah. You yeah. can't force a relationship. Right. I mean, I had that exact question Tuesday. Right. They said, mm-hmm. wonderful presentation. But, you know, my son is telling me mm-hmm. if I don't affirm right. choices that are being made, right. don't come to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't send birthday presents. Right. Don't go down that road. What do we do? And I said, you keep loving. You keep but praying. I also, but you I also trying. think that is I agreed a hundred percent. But I think that has become a cultural narrative. It's right. actually become a. We talk about tactics. That's mm-hmm. a cultural tactic because ninety nine percent of the people in the world will value a relationship. Like I don't want to lose this relationship. Right. So when the line has been drawn by the other person, it's not always a bluff. Yeah. But there is some of that of saying, I bet. Yeah. That you would rather have a relationship with me than yeah. continue to hold to this conviction. And so there is a, a, a I dare you to cross that line yeah. kind of thing. I, I think it's yeah. real. They're yeah. willing to give it up. Yeah. But I think that's part of it is we have to be willing to say, are would I be willing to give up a relationship yeah. that I didn't choose, that I didn't choose to give it up? Am yeah. I willing if it means holding to my convictions, knowing I did it the yeah. right way? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the scripture teaches that Jesus said I came to to divide yeah right yeah and and so yet yeah and we don't I think quote that one a lot <laughs> say, that, no. say that again what <laughs> that he came to divide like, brother against brother okay to yeah. Turn, you know yeah be, and, so and it's that's not just the, about unity mm. well we he like had a heart for unity, unity. yeah no no but he's I, but he's talking about the with the world yeah, yeah. okay and okay. so in in that culture for example we know this that yeah. many of the the, the three thousand on the day of pentecost you know literally became without family some yeah. of them yeah without a job yep. without a because they chose jesus because they chose jesus yeah yeah and it was the reaction of the others yeah and in this case we're talking about the reaction of someone who says if if you don't completely affirm me then i'm cutting off relationship yeah and and i think we have to be willing to man i'm to say i'm sorry but i cannot um I can't, I'm going to love you. I'm right. Gonna, and, and, and then in those instances, be quick to, to always be there for yeah. them. Yeah. Should they yeah. need something? Should they ask That's for living something? in the tension, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. For us and, in this room, I would, I would say just a resource for all of us and anybody listening is go to Beckett Cook. Um, I, I mean, I imagine that's his webpage or podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I won't give his whole backstory, but he lived in the alternative world without Jesus and then came to an amazing, miraculous faith in Jesus. Yeah. And he gives some very practical, he answers questions about what do I do in this scenario? What do I do? And how would I handle this? It, some of these that we're talking about, you might have to filter through a couple of his episodes. Yeah. Um, you find them on YouTube, I'm sure, but but really powerful because that was his life. He was on the other side. Yeah. And yeah. now his answer is how do we navigate these really hard relational questions? And I think he has a lot of wisdom to give yeah. in that. So someone, you know, yeah. these grandmas or moms, yeah. check them out. Let me throw one more thing out there that's not on this handout. I just, I 
thought of it this morning as we were having this conversation. One of the mistakes that I think well-meaning Christians make is they take a very passive, aggressive mm. approach on social media. Oh, man. Mm. So they're frustrated with their child or their grandchild, mm. and so they go and they, they send some generic, passive-aggressive yep. post, and grandchild knows what they're talking yep. about. I don't know. Son knows what yeah, they're talking about. I don't know about. who needs to and, see this. And I just, I think yeah. a lot of times we think that's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just... The, the more I'm around social media, the more I'm thinking oh. I don't want to be around social media, you know, and that'd be hard for me because, like, I posted a picture of us to mm-hmm. promo the show today, but I just see it being abused, frankly, even by Christians mm-hmm. to the point that it's not helping. It's not yeah. helping them. They yeah. think it is, mm-hmm. but it's not helping them. Steph, yeah. you look like you want to say something. Well, so I, I'm on a support group uh, for, uh, you know, families of addiction and stuff. I was on it last night, and this um, Indian couple, you know, they're, there's 35-year-olds son has relapsed, relapsed, relapsed. And they, they said, we're to the point where we don't want, we're not going to answer the call anymore. We're not yeah. going to rescue if it happens again. And the counselor said, that's right. You yeah. say, I'm sorry, you made the choice to drink. Right. You're going to have to figure this out. Right. right. Good night. Good and hang up the phone. Hang up yeah. the phone. Yeah. And I think on these issues, sometimes we have to say, okay, you, you, you're making this choice. Right. right. I, I, I love you. Yep. I will always love you. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, don't, then you don't shout it on Facebook and right. you don't, right. I think right. you just, you just have to give it to God Yeah. Right. and say, yeah. okay, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's stuff. on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to kind of keep in the same arena, but <clears throat> shift it just a little bit. Um, this month is known as Pride Month, um, and, and I want to just ask a question that was posed to me by a mentor that I have, and are we accentuating the wrong ideal this month? And I think we might be. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 15. Greg and Steph with our friends Miles Clark and Chris Lawler, and we'll be right back after this. Hans Tank Wash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Hear now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. 
Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 15. It's Greg and Steph with our friends Miles Clark and Chris Lawler. And, um, you know, Pride Month has been a thing that culture has been promoting, people have been promoting for probably two decades now. It's been a long time. And I had someone ask me a question and say, you know, isn't Pride repeatedly an issue of struggle in the scriptures. Mm. Don't don't you oh, see sure. constant struggles? Sure. And they said, is it a, a possibility for people of faith in this month, not in a derogatory way, in a prejudicial kind of way, but just to really try to say humility mm. is always a better choice than pride. Yes. And that if there's one thing that would really move the needle, take sexuality out of it, but just let's have less pride Let's have more humility. Absolutely. And so is that too simplistic, or what do you think about that, Mr. Chris? Um, it, I don't know whether it's too simplistic or not, but I certainly think humility is never a bad idea, uh, whether it's in June or August or January. Um, but as Christians engage, leaving from the from the last segment of this, is as Christians engage, we definitely need to, to engage this discussion with humility, um, you know, uh, of all the ways, whether we're posting, however we're dealing, is is that there would be humility and and maybe not the the aggressiveness that we do, but right. just in our lives, yeah, just in our lives is that I know that pride. Uh, I shared this with the church a few weeks ago. Is that pride is one of those really tough ones, a eh? because it's publicized in our culture. And I'm not talking about gay pride. I'm talking about you know, self, yes, self promotion yeah. is huge. Yeah, but also I have found that pride is really for me. Easy for me to see in you, and in yep. you, and in you, and not so much. And man, suddenly somehow I you don't want to look in yeah, the mirror. Yeah, and, yeah. And that that is the deception of pride is that it's probably the genesis of all the other sins. Oh, absolutely. So, I, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. I would I would just agree that it is the beginning of every sin when you when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Not the temptation, of course. I mean, yeah. You yeah. Know, I think we're predisposed to certain temptations and right. things, but. But when we make that choice, when yeah. we make that decision to move forward, it, it is about me. Yeah. And uh, and so humility. I mean, let's face it. If 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 we take the time, I mean, for me, I, it just puts me in my place to to take the time to open a door for someone to yeah. at a four way stop rather than trying to rush through before the other person notices or whatever it might be right. to to allow someone else right. to, to go to. That idea of putting others before yeah. myself, which I think has been at the heart of the discussion that we've been talking about, um, is to take the time to listen, yeah. to, to, to learn uh, from someone else. I heard somebody say so. one time, it's really the idea of not necessarily thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Instead mm -hmm. of, it's all about me, yeah. it's how can I lean on others? Mm -hmm. Well, there's two books that I want to recommend. One I have, and I've kind of dove into. One I've ordered, and it didn't come in. But do you know the name Richard Foster, Dr. Mm -hmm. Richard Foster? He released a book called Learning Humility, A Year of Searching for a Vanishing Virtue. 
And here's what the back cover says. It says, in a society like ours, where narcissism dominates the moral landscape, humility is often dismissed as as irrelevant, or more likely, it's simply ignored. Sadly, the destructive fallout from this neglect of this most basic virtue is written across the face of humanity. In contrast, Richard Foster maintains that humility is the foundational virtue in our journey toward character formation and spiritual transformation. For this reason, he decided to spend a year living into the experience of humility. What say you, Stephanie? Well, I wonder what that is. A year of living in the experience of I, I mean, of you got to read the book. Read it, I guess. <laughs> but, but, but I think the whole idea is how can I wake up every day and choose humility over pride? Hmm. How can I wake up every day and live out Proverbs 3.34? Do you know Proverbs 3.34? God opposes the proud, but he gives, gives grace, grace to the humble. And Paul quoted it, and Peter quoted it, and James mm-hmm. quoted it in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all three of those guys landed on that, um, th- that's mm-hmm. that whole Bible study principle of repetition, right? right, right? right. That if it's there repeatedly, mm-hmm. it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. That tells me that first century disciples yeah. saw pride as a problem. Mm-hmm. You well, know? The, the, the disciples, Jesus, which one of us is going to be the greatest? Yes, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what's weird is we're going through the book of Acts, mm-hmm. and you know you don't see any of that in the book mm-hmm. of Acts. You see unity. Mm-hmm. You see just mm-hmm. this common push this common drive and it's not to say they're perfect and you know we're going to get into some text later in the summer where there is some challenges mm-hmm. but the the backbiting and the dissension that we read about in the gospels it's gone mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is Jesus is not physically with them now he said I'm with you always they've got the holy spirit mm-hmm. but they figured something out mm-hmm. and I wonder if a humil- if the idea of humility is a piece to that puzzle mm-hmm. here's the second book oh, go ahead you were going to say something oh i, I was just going to think I, I was thinking about like you know people think of Sodom and Gomorrah, that homosexuality was the sin. And Ezekiel says, this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant. Yeah. Are we arrogant today? Yeah. Yeah. Overfed. Are we gluttonous? Right. Right. (laughs) And right. unconcerned. She looked yeah. right at me when I yeah. she, She's meddling now, guys. <laughs> they did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty, which right. that's pride. Right. But I, I do think in relation to Pride Month, I think that I think that's probably the only like sin that we have parades for and yeah. we march for. Yeah. And and I think the yeah. the issue is probably people don't want to say it's a sin. Right. But right. I mean, we don't go out and have parades for Greed. Husbands hitting their wives. Let's celebrate that. So in relation to Pride Month, I think that that's one of the things that is very dangerous. It's being celebrated Mm -hmm. and with a haughty attitude, I feel like. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want my sin to be out with a Mm -hmm. banner. Let's march about this and say, go, Stephanie, keep doing it. Yeah. Well, but, we're all sinners that need a savior. Yep. That that's oh, the reality. Absolutely. And I mean, spend a week with me and you'll see mine up close mm-hmm. and personal. Honestly. Now, absolutely. it may not be as pronounced as some others, but it's sin. It mm-hmm. it, it is right. it breaks the heart of God. But I think that's where we come to the real crux of the matter. Yeah. Is is the person that you love, they're saying this is not sin. This right. is just me. Right. Right. And so that's, and that's a worldview thing. That goes back to last uh, week, right? right? That's right. a worldview right. thing. Don't we so. even see at least strongly implied that Satan's great sin was oh, pride, oh, absolutely. and so right. we, as children, in in at least in a in a fallen world sense, 
Yep. Uh, it would not be a surprise then to think that pride would be the sin that, yeah. that gives gives birth to the rest of them. So the first book I recommend, Richard Foster, Learning Humility. Here's the second book. Do you know the name? Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Kirk Cameron wrote a children's book, Mm -hmm. and I don't have it yet. I'm getting it for my soon-to-be-born grandchild, Pride Comes Before the Fall. Mm -hmm. And it is a a book all about teaching humility from the very youngest. Because I think Mm -hmm. baby, you around babies, I mean, they have to learn humility, right? (laughs) I want that toy, right? Mm -hmm. I want to eat right now. I I mean, that's just, that's how it unfolds. Mm And um, did I cut you off? You look like you want to say something. Mm -hmm. No, okay, all right. I'm just thinking about my own grandbaby. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to get my picture of my grandbaby out. There you go, there you go. But um, (laughs) the other thing we don't have time to get into today, I want to have you guys back to have this discussion. I've started diving into the FX series on Hillsong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought, as I was putting the show together and talking about humility over pride, mm-hmm. uh, that would be the antithesis wow. of yeah. uh, humility over pride. Mm-hmm. And and I think they're reaping what they sow. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of your really large, unhealthy churches mm-hmm. that have had crashes and burns in the last decade, I could name many of them, I think you look at it, pride is at the top of that yep. list. Yeah. Yep. And humility, much of the time, is nowhere to be found. Yep. Yep. And it's a bad look. For Christianity. Absolutely. So um, let's be humble. Yeah. Let's stay humble. Let's choose humility. Mm. Hey, we're going to go to break. Our show's almost over. I've, wow. not, I've not managed the time well <laughs> this week. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about our group sermon series this yes, fall. Absolutely. And I also want to thank our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a good news segment on the way out the door. It's Direct Line, Thursday, June 15. Greg and Steph with Miles and Chris. And we'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg with our friends Chris and Miles and Garrett spinning the dials over All there. Right. I kind of feel bad for him. He has to listen to this conversation every week. Over He's probably like, over. oh, are they talking I'm about telling this you, again? the best conversation <laughs> is between the breaks. <laughs> they right. need to get that camera. <laughs> You know, and do a little YouTube action. Right. Let, let, let the, yeah, we found out your love for what's her name, Aurora, Aurora Tea Garden. Garden. Yeah, Candace Cameron Barrett. I wouldn't say my love for her, but <laughs> is but it I, your love for Marla that has you watch well, those kind of shows? I, or I what? used to be a big Hallmark guy because yeah. of the love I have for my wife. We both kind of. <laughs> <laughs> moved on due to some choices that they made yeah, as okay. a network. But uh, Candace Cameron Bure was the actress that made famous the Aurora Tea Garden mysteries. That and none of us know. Right. Right. And, he's and about, when so. she made the decision to leave Hallmark and go okay. with a different organization just over the, the character choices of Hallmark, um, we just figured that was it. Well, they have replaced her. And, and man, it impressed. is. Well, I don't know that anybody's impressed. So <laughs> the fact I hadn't even heard of it tells me a lot right there. But we're not here to talk oh, about the Hallmark gosh. Channel or Aurora Tea Garden. <laughs> right. but, but I am a fan of Candace Cameron Bure. Right. Steph, we couldn't do compelling radio like this. This week in, week out, <laughs> without some incredible sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. And I see you have your McDonald's cup with you, Miles. Got I your do. coffee this morning, huh? Great, it's the best coffee in town, stuff. man. Cup of Joe. Great yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, we had a blast last fall. The, mm. the three of us and Tracy Thomas and Paul Stanley creating eight different messages as part of a series on culture. Mm -hmm. Cultural questions, biblical answers, better conversations. Yeah, a lot of feedback. Most of it was positive. Not all of it, but uh, but mm-hmm. most of it was positive. And we made the decision we want to do something like that again. So, mm-hmm. Chris, you've kind of been the architect of this handout right here. Um, just real quickly, it's really two options that mm-hmm. are out there. Where there's going to be a small, short September series that I think is really important, and then yep. there's going to be an October option as well. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, it, Jesus said that. Um, it, believe it or not, it wasn't Lincoln who first said it, but that a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. That's right. And I think that uh, his kingdom includes the church. And so often mm-hmm. we are divided in our own hearts, in our own congregations, and in our own communities. And so although I don't think that's really the case here, I, I, I think there's a lot of growing unity in our churches and among our churches, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. This year we're going to talk about unity yes. um, and, and how we understand it. What is it biblically? How do we live it out? How do right. we approach some of that. So in, in September, we'll have kind of a, a an early kind of a whet your appetite series uh, through uh, John 17. And then all the Sundays in October, we're going to deal with what we would call the essentials yep. of unity, because we can't be united on everything because some right. things aren't true. Right. But right. what are the truths of scripture that we have to be, yeah. that we have to rally around and how do we live those out? And what are the five? The essential of God's word, the essentials of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the essential of love, how do we love the way we're called to biblically, the essentials of the Holy Spirit, and the essentials of salvation. How can I know that I will be with the Lord when I die? Yeah. Um, not that those are the only essentials, but right. man, those are those right. are critical. Mm-hmm. Miles, why are you excited about this? Uh, for Well, a couple of reasons. I, I mean, I love the experience last uh, year. Um, I've thought about that for years. I think many of us have thought about it. We finally, you know, put it into action. So, um, you know, going, 
going back um, and and entering into you know a series like this, and especially what it surrounds, uh, yeah. there is a, a revival being planned, a worship revival yeah. being planned uh, for Ellsworth Park, and I believe it's September twenty fourth, the twenty eighth, the twenty eighth, yep. yep, replenish, so, replenish, and so a, a group of mm, isn't it reawakening. The is awakening. It, it's the it, awakening. Oh, okay. Awakening. Yeah, it's the awakening. awakening. Not replenish. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Sorry. I'm a disaster. That, that <laughs> me. So, um, but the awakening, and it's and it's being planned for by um, uh, some of the younger generation. Yeah. And so, I'm excited that what we're doing is kind of champion, champion, championing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, words come hard. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. another McDonald's uh-huh. uh, yeah. coffee. But anyway. Uh, that that's an exciting part to me as well. That we're kind of leading into it. We're coming out of it, and and uh, by the way, the those who are um, planning this are, are from um, from several different mm, congregations. Right. It's not one church. It's not right. one church. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, just that we're going to be speaking about it, and we're going to be demonstrating it. Yeah. Um, through this revival, this worship yeah. time. And uh, demonstrating it uh, together as we preach yeah. uh, those same messages. Steph, what do you think about churches working together on sermons? Here? I think do you it's have great. any opinions? I, w- I would love for you to consider including maybe your worship leader, whoever is the creative yeah. person behind, yeah. to maybe come along once you've got uh, you know the bulk mm-hmm. of it done, and to say, come in and say, what can we do to creatively mm-hmm. support what you're doing? Are there any stories that we could tell? Yeah. Um, and. I think telling stories is so important, and you may have powerful. Someone, so you may have someone in your congregation that would have a perfect story, mm-hmm. and we could all mm-hmm. use it. That's so right. yeah. I don't That's know right. if that can happen yeah. or not, but I would love to I come so. alongside yeah. some of those meetings and just say, "Okay, That's a great suggestion. hear what you're talking about, so yeah. we can creatively support you." Well, here's what I would say: If you want more information about this group sermon mm-hmm. series, reach out to me, Greg at SecondChurch.com. If you'd like to see this document that mm-hmm. I put together mm-hmm. that we discussed uh, during the first two segments, reach out to me, Greg at SecondChurch.com. I'll send it your way. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and Miles, thanks for being with us today. Steph, thanks for continuing to be in this journey with me. Uh, Love Thursday mornings. we got a couple great shows coming up next week. Jordan Chapel from Connection Church is going to be with us. And then in two weeks, my friend Wayne Kent's going to be with us. He just got back from Poland, and they took the train into Ukraine. And he's going to give us an update. And on the way out the door, my good news segment, I get to be an Anglican this Sunday. My daughter and son-in-law serve an Anglican church in the Kansas City suburbs, and um, I get to go and do nothing. That's nice. Just enjoy. So on behalf of Steph and Miles and Chris and Garrett, the sound guy, this is Greg saying so long. We'll see you next week.